Indiana continues to work the tech scene. Tony Katz, 93 WIBC. Good morning. It's good to be with you. Gary Dick joins us now from InsideIndianaBusiness.com on Twitter at IIB at Gary Dick, G-E-R-R-Y. At Gary Dick on the Twitter box is where you can find them. And more and more of that tech scene happens in a lot of different ways and in different places. Uh, let's start uh, with the idea that Lessonly uh, is getting a, a, a getting acquired. That company is going to be worth about $3 billion, but how does that affect us here in Indiana? Well, I think it's something, Tony, um, that you really need to kind of, kind of dive into because you see these deals where tech companies are formed, they get acquired, uh, and I think a lot of people outside the tech community you know, kind of say, well, what's the big deal? Well, what's the impact? Well, I think if you look at it, dive a little deeper, you can see there is is a, a number of impacts. As Max Yoder, the co-founder of Lessonly, told me on the show this weekend, uh, he anticipates multiple ripple effects. One, there's going to be more jobs. There's going to be more investment from the company, Seismic, huge company based in California, really on kind of a rocket ship in terms of growth. A lot of people anticipate they're on their way to going public, an initial public offering. If that happens, when that happens, uh, Lessonly is going to go with them. They're going to participate uh, and become a public company with a major presence in Indiana. The other piece, uh, one of two, really, that, that you really need to look at is what these coastal venture capital uh, players, and that's where the bulk of venture capital is on the coast. Uh, they're looking at Indianapolis in a different way, you know, than they once did. It used to be literally flyover country. Indianapolis, Indiana wasn't even on the radar screen. That's changed because of deals like Lesson Lee. The other thing I'll point out too, Tony, is that Lesson Lee employees, a number of them, have stock in the company. Uh, so with this deal, they're going to make out financially, uh, some in a, a fairly large way. And that means the potential to reinvest that uh, those dollars back into new startups, new companies, uh, and kind of get that flywheel going. Speaking of how things are going, you take a look at unemployment. You've got the chart there at InsideIndianaBusiness.com. Unemployment, 4.1% in July. It was 4.1% uh, in June as well. So we have stayed flat for July, and we seem to be doing better than a tremendous amount of the Midwest, uh, save for uh, Wisconsin, which is at 3.9%. We're doing better than the U.S. at 5.4%, better than Illinois, which is over 7%, uh, and others that are in that 4% range. What does this tell us about what Indiana is doing, and are we continuing this labor shortage, or are we seeing people going back to work? I think you're seeing people go back to work, but they're still, without question, um, a shortage. I mean, we hear it uh, every day from companies large and small, and it's specific training, too, uh, in a big way. Uh, you look at the tech companies and the need uh, for whatever the case might be, programmers and other specific um, uh, skills that they need in the tech community, advanced manufacturing, uh, those jobs. You know, logistics, a lot of people look at logistics and say, hey, they're lower-paying, low-tech jobs. In many ways, there are many opportunities in distribution that, that's very much technical and reliant on technology and innovation and those kinds of things. I think just anecdotally, you would look and say Indiana is certainly holding its own when it comes to the economy and jobs and, and getting people back to work. But a lot of companies continue, and certainly in the restaurant business, uh, in, in, in some of the um, uh, more moderately paying or lower paying jobs that uh, are needed to fuel the hospitality industry, that continues to be a big, a big issue, too. 
Now let's move over to something that that, uh, people are excited about. College football is back. The NFL will be back very, very soon. The schools are hoping to make money again from football, unless, of course, they decide to go all virtual again. What are you hearing about IU and about Purdue? Where they see this going, and certainly Ball State as well. I shouldn't leave them out. And whether or not we could see them cut their season short or do other things, depending on how they decide to react about uh, COVID and Delta variant and other things. Yeah, not not hearing any of that at all. But I will say, uh, I think it's probably accurate to say that in athletic departments, uh, just among rank and file uh, college football fans, uh, a lot of people are kind of holding their breath uh, heading into the start of the season. And for Indiana teams, uh, it's not this weekend, but the following weekend. College football essentially does begin this weekend, though, with a number of a small number of games. But uh, just wondering what's happening with this uh, this Delta variant. Uh, will it uh, in in, in uh, you know actually impact uh, learning on campuses? Uh, go back to the uh, uh, the online, the virtual type environment. Uh, no sense that that's going to happen at this point, but it certainly is a possibility. And as you look at these athletic departments, you, you fast forward uh, or rewind, go back a year uh, plus, a year and a half, and we did a number of stories on the devastating impact that COVID was having on the fact that fans couldn't go to games and all those types of things. Athletic departments had to make big cuts, uh, lay off people and those types of things. So there's an anticipation, a hope, if you will, in these athletic departments, not just from a getting back to, to, to the game competition, uh, but also from a bottom line standpoint to begin to make money again. 